Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. So we're going to be talking about this week about how to actually diagnose the symptoms within our business and hopefully help show it to you guys how similar it is to how we approach clinical care with our own patients. But um, I am recording this episode actually as I get ready to fly from Orlando where I was at for a business meeting for a couple of days to Boston where I'm going to be at for the American Physical Therapy Association CSM conference. And um, there's just something I wanted to share with you guys because um, so I come down to Orlando every like three months or so. And I've been doing that now for, it's going to be the sixth year that I've been doing so. And you might be like, wow, why you go to Orlando so much? And it just happens that that's where uh, uh, my main business coach lives and he hosts this program that I'm a part of where there's a group of us, 10 of us, that we have been meeting with him now for five years. And we we come every three months and we meet as a group for a couple of days, spend some time uh, 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 pretty much diving deep into each other's businesses to really figure it out what are the goals that we want to put together for the next three months until we meet again what are the things we're going to be working on and then just keep it going and we do that every three months and i have done that like i said for the last five years now and i cannot tell you how helpful that is not just from a perspective of working with a coach who you know is uh, 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 able to help me see things from a different perspective but also having a group of individuals that I am accountable to, having a group of individuals that in three months from now, I want to come back and show them that I have been working on the things that I said I would work on, right? Otherwise, I'm going to be letting myself down and I'm going to be letting them down, you know? And that's what I wanted to just briefly mention. Like, do you have that own accountability around your life? You know, do you have a group of individuals, a group of colleagues, a group of friends, uh, uh, you know, a partner, whoever it is, that every so often you are holding each other accountable, that every so often they're holding you accountable for actually you doing the things that you should be doing to move forward, you know, and I cannot tell you how helpful that is. And then it has a compound effect to it, where you do that, every three or four months or so and you do that over and over again after year one after year two after year three and so forth and you start getting that compound effect of just having that accountability over and over and over again okay and i just wanted to share that because every time i come out of this um this days that i'm here i always come out full of energy full of ideas and and everything and it is because of that it's because of like putting myself in this scenario and if you feel alone which i know it can be very common in our field of animal rehab to feel alone to feel isolated then you need to find that something for you and if you're not sure just reach out because that is part of a big reason why i do what i do with the coaching is to help 
us not feel alone, not feel that we are out there just doing this on our own and we don't have a support system around us. And that's extremely important. So if you're feeling that way and you just want to chat about it, feel free to reach out. Feel free to uh, uh, reply to one of our emails. Feel free to email us uh, uh, or email me directly at francisco at uh, thek9pt.com. Okay, and I'll be more than glad to kind of like chat with you about that. But let's talk about what I wanted to discuss today, which is diagnosing, I'm sorry, diagnosing the symptoms within your business. And uh, during a, a recent coaching call with our Incubator Mastermind students, we discussed the formula that I kind of like came up, if you will, for embracing growth and changes within our business. And that formula is helpful regardless if we're just starting or if we're having a team around us or whatever stage basically we are out of business. And along that discussion, I dove deeper into a particular topic that I thought would be very useful to share with you guys with our podcast, which is this concept of first diagnosing what is truly wrong with our business before looking towards how we're going to fix it, right? So let me explain what I mean by that, is that many of us focus too much on the results that we want to achieve. So for example, someone saying, oh, I need X number of sessions a week, or I need to generate X uh, 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 amount of dollars per uh, uh, per month on revenue, right? That's just a result, something that we are trying to accomplish. And a very common mistake I have noticed over time is that we often tend to do that. We often tend to create these goals, these results that we're trying to accomplish without actually taking a step back first and having a a bigger picture view of what is that we're currently facing. And then because we don't take that step back, we don't have the awareness to know what is that we actually need to do in order to achieve the results that we've been trying to accomplish, right? So hopefully this is making sense. But the reason why this is so important is because the first thing that we need to have in place for any sort of change and growth to take place is awareness. And that can be our awareness of what we actually want, that can be awareness of the challenges that we may be facing, uh, awareness of our strengths, awareness of our weaknesses, you know, and so hopefully you, you, you see where I'm going with it. But it all starts with awareness. It all starts with us being aware. Otherwise, how can you really know what we actually need to do to accomplish what we want if you're not aware of like what is the bigger picture around it, right? So let me take a couple examples. So hopefully I can kind of like paint a picture of what is exactly that I mean. So someone coming to me and saying, friend, I need, I need more patience, all right? Or someone saying to me, friend, I can't figure out how to get veterinary referrals around me. So if you really look at those two examples, those are really symptoms of a larger problem at large. And it can be very uh, uh, easy like I said, for us to just focus on the outcome, just focus on the results without taking a step back to diagnose what's the real problem at hand that it's going on over here. Okay, so for example, friend, I need more patience. All right, so let's take a step back and ask ourselves things like, 
where our current clients finding us are we getting enough leads are we getting enough inquiries if not why is that or if we are getting enough leads or inquiries then how come are not are they not converting into an evaluation do we have a nurturing process in place after we spoke to those people on the phone do we have a follow-up system in place to check back on them or are we just waiting for them to contact us back when they feel they're ready to book an evaluation right because let's be honest that doesn't really happen like how many times have you spoke to someone on the phone and then out of their own volition a week later two weeks later a month later they just realize oh you know what yeah i spoke to them on the phone and now it's time for me to book an evaluation with my dog no it requires us being proactive about it it requires us actually reaching out actually keeping the conversation going right but then we get so caught up with like friend i am not converting uh, uh leads to eval or i'm not getting enough uh new patients without taking a step back and looking up what is actually the real problem here right so the other example was friend i can't get veterinary referrals around me all right so let's take a step back over here and let's ask ourselves some questions like all right what strategies have we done so far or if we go even a little bit further back do we even have a strategy in place in terms of building veterinary referrals because that's something that i discuss with my students on the coaching call as well that i have seen over and over and over again in our field us just thinking that just simply going around town and delivering a goodie bag to veterinary clinics it's it's actually something that is going to build veterinary referrals like that's not how you you build a relationship with that right this is not the 1990s anymore like in the 1990s that worked for us physical therapists for example trying to get referrals from physicians and then early on in the 2000s it probably worked for a lot of people in our field trying to build relationship with veterinary clinics but that's not how it works anymore right and we need to have an actual strategy around that right so do you have a strategy in place why haven't those strategies maybe worked how are you approaching the conversations with those veterinarians or veterinary clinics are you giving before asking are you using your current connections in the community to open up those doors for you are you building trust with the veterinary clinics over time are you understanding that this is a long-term game and it's not going to be about just dropping off some pamphlets and thinking the next month they're going to send you five new referrals right you see what i mean like there needs to be a thought process behind it instead of just being like friend i'm i can't get veterinary referrals around me i'm just giving up or i can't get veterinary referrals around me so i'm just going to send a, a bag of goodies with my pamphlet for 20 clinics around me and hopefully that then i start getting some referrals from them no we gotta figure out how we're gonna build those relationships and we gotta strategize that we gotta take a step back and realize that this is gonna take time and we gotta have a plan on how we're gonna be able to do so okay so hopefully you can see that it can be very easy for us to get so caught up with the results that we're not getting or even the actions that we're doing 
but then they're not yielding results in return and then get frustrated about it. But hopefully you understand right now why is it that we need to actually dig a little bit deeper and figure it out what's the real issue here at hand? Meaning what's the actual problem that I'm dealing with and not just the symptom of the problem? So that way you develop the clarity that is needed in order for you to figure out how to move forward, right? And here's the interesting thing. If you really, really think about it, we do this all the time as clinicians when we are assessing our patients to figure out what is actually wrong with them, creating a problem list out of all the symptoms that we find, and then afterwards, from the problem list, develop a plan on how we're going to work on making, uh, on, on helping them feel better. Right? So how come are we not taking that same, just, approach with our businesses? Right? When we're assessing our patients, we go through a full assessment to determine what is actually going on. And yet, with our businesses, so many of us fail to even just track basic metrics and KPIs and data points that are going to actually help us diagnose what's going on with our business. Okay? So please, let's start treating our businesses like our patients. Assess what's going on. Collect data. Analyze things. Come up with a plan of care to execute and then, as needed it, Make adjustments to that plan along the way, depending on how the business responds to the treatment that you're providing, right? We do the same thing with our patients. So now let's please diagnose the symptoms with our business and then work towards a plan on how we're gonna figure that out. And if you need help with that, please, like I said, do not hesitate to reach out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at caninepttacademy.com. That's hello at caninepttacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to kniptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.